truth on it, I'm fairly certain the inspector was on crack when he proclaimed our house had good bones. Perhaps he'd simply meant that he'd run into some while underneath the house. Perhaps the brittle, calcified remnants of whatever handyman had been sucked into the murk for whatever repair long before we were born. With the purchase of this old house, gone was the notion of the olive dinner party. This was more redneck Riviera, a home for oyster roast and third cousins passing out and sleeping in the yard. It was purely, deeply southern, and we loved it. You could practically hear Olympia Dukakis imploring Sally Field to smack Shirley MacLaine across the face in the big backyard. It was steel magnolias and yayas rolled into one. And looking at the two enormous pecan trees in the yard, I couldn't believe I'd ever thought we could go modern. No, this was our house, and we would love it and care for it and raise our baby in it, and not even care when the basement filled with six feet of water during hurricanes, which it did. Friends who visited our new old house always said the same thing. Did you ever see that movie? Gosh, what was it called? Had Shelley Long in it, maybe Michael Keaton, or was it Tom Hanks? Are you talking about the money pit, we'd ask? And of course they were. That's the one. The house reminds me of that house in the movie. Ha 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 Yes, ha 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 ha, indeed. We moved in and began the long process of renovation, at one point deciding that it would be a whole lot easier to just check into the hospital and have repeated elective surgeries until it was safe to come home again. First up, the kitchen. When you set out to gut a 90-year-old kitchen, you have to be prepared for the occasional unforeseen challenge, or as we like to call it, rot. See, the contractor guy explained, as though talking to two small, dim-witted children, water is the enemy of wood. I was afraid he was going to say, now say it after me, just like my eighth-grade science teacher did. Water, it turns out, hates wood like Trump hates Rosie. The two spend entire decades fighting inside your walls until one day a big, noisy tool exposes them just like a deputy holding a flashlight and shining it into the back seat when you're parked at the junior high ball field. Oh, sorry, where was I? We had a Cracker Jack team working on our old house. There was Daryl and Damon and Donnie Ray and Dion, the head guy. It's a D thing, try to understand. Each morning, the boys would roll up in assorted trucks, fumble for a cigarette or tin, and walk up and down looking at the rear of the house. They'd always shake their heads, calling to mind the country expression I grew up with that applied to times when Aunt Elna J or whomever had the cancer. In the rural South, the cancer surgery is always followed by a report from some kin proclaiming that they opened Elna J up, but when they took a look at her insides, well, they just sewed her right back up. It's dramatic, always accompanied by a stitching in the air motion, and it never fails to elicit a chorus of I swanee, or even a hushed sweet Jesus or two. This is how the D team looked at the kitchen addition and renovation. Even the prospect of a complete demo of the 90-year-old kitchen wasn't enough to cheer them up. It was a gargantuan task ahead of them, not made any easier by the first day's revelation that a very large, dead rat would have to be dealt with when they pried up some boards. Daryl promptly threw up his barbecue sandwich and sundrop, and I realized that this was a sensitive bunch. I came to know the crew and the many sub-crews very well, and they, in turn, got to know me well. I adored these men and wished that I could have fed them biscuits and gravy every day. But since I no longer had any semblance of a kitchen, that was pretty much impossible. After three months of male bonding, I'd gotten used to the house crawling with men whose names began with D. Everything was going great. That is, until one very unfortunate morning. 
You see, I thought they'd all gone in their mini trucks to the lumberyard to fetch wood to replace the challenge section of the day. Alone, at last, and happily wandering in robe and slippers from room to room in my suddenly silent house, I, well, let slip an ill wind, so to speak. It is not an exaggeration to say that it was so loud and resonant as to threaten the very newly poured foundation of my kitchen. Rebar, shmebar, something's gonna blow. And then it happened. On the other side of a thin piece of plywood that had been nailed up to protect the rest of the house from lung-clogging mountains of dust, I heard an embarrassed shuffling of feet and fake coughing. Oh, precious Lord, take me now. And no, it matters not a whit that kings and queens do it. How could I have been so reckless? They always leave at least one man behind in case a new episode of rot breaks out. I realize that this confession may startle those of you who assume that a southern flower such as myself would be incapable of committing...